Hello, critical whimsy people. This is Kat. And this is Russell. How are you doing? Doing well. Doing well. Got my camera delivery. So all super and how excited. <laughs> is it amazing? Mm-hmm. Now I just have to learn how oh, to wow. do the damn thing. I always feel when I get new technology that I need a degree in this thing to understand it. So is it very, very complicated? I think it can be. It's got easy modes, but uh, it's like the full SLR. So all the possible okay. options and settings, which mean absolutely fuck all to me. <laughs> so I'll be YouTube instructions and the like. Oh my goodness. Okay, so tell me something. Otherwise, how's the Tinder going? You asked me, I saw you sent me a message asking me that question. And I thought, ooh, you who asks it has to answer it is our new, is our new um, rule regarding dating <laughs> on the pod. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, nothing major has actually happened to me with that. Uh, I haven't gone hunting for people and the likes I've gotten just uh, weren't really reciprocated. Not interested in them. Okay. All right. Well, it's 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 an effort. It's a mission. It's it's like mm. real life dating. It's <laughs> you either you know got too many people you're speaking to, or you're going to die alone on an island of despair. That is the way all dating works. But people seem to get very upset about online specifically. So yeah, welcome to my terrible world. <laughs> okay, otherwise, apart from cameras and feeling utterly frustrated like the rest of society about Tinder, <laughs> what else is new? Other than that, not a whole bunch. Uh, mm. Just general tidying okay. and admin and boring shit. Okay, <laughs> very good, very good. And your side, what's new? <laughs> Well, the um, update that everyone's been waiting for is the hiking thing. Mm. So I'm absolutely addicted to it. But like all drugs, it is going to kill me <laughs> probably sooner than later. Uh, yeah, so last week, and it got released this week, I did that mad hike in Sekabos, and I almost died. And just before I went on the hike, I was in the bathroom and uh, the, the floor was just covered in water. But the ladies and I, who, are, uh, who I was hanging in the bathroom with at five o'clock in the morning, we didn't notice because it was five o'clock in the morning and we were doing a anxiety wee before a, you know, four yeah. hour hike. And I didn't see the water and ended up sliding through public toilet water and twisting my ankle. And it was bad enough that I was kind of perching in the water with, you know, the, the, my dead ankle leg in the water <laughs> and, and kind of this look of, I know that what I'm doing is disgusting, but I need to assess this. Anyway, after that, I then, if it had happened at home before I left, for the hike, I would have gotten back into bed and 
perch the angle ankle on a pillow but sadly I was very far away from home and I went on this hike afterwards which took me over four hours and I'm pretty slow however in spite of the fact that I got home and I sounded I think a little insane when you asked me I mean I think you'd messaged me hours before but I, I was I was just I was out of my mind. I was a bit dehydrated as uh, my landlady offered me a wine, a glass of wine. And I was just, no, I have not urinated <laughs> since five o'clock this morning. I think I'm dehydrating, you know, it's so hectic. And, um, you know, I, I got back and I was in pain, but I was filthy. You know, I was covered in mud. I was in so much pain. I hadn't even slept very well the night before because I had to get up so early for this hike in Helderberg. And, you know, what adult, I mean, I'm a pretty dorky, pretty nerdy girl, but it's even that, it's a bit of a stretch, me going to bed at nine o'clock on a Saturday night, you know, mm -hmm. I was trying to go to bed and it's really difficult trying to make yourself go to bed at nine o'clock on a Saturday night. Not that I'm, I'm doing anything particularly wild. So very little sleep the night before. Yeah, getting that's home always wrecked. the case when you have to get up early, you don't sleep properly because you're so worried you'll miss it. It's so stupid. You know, your biological clock will probably take care of it anyway, mm. because I'll, I, I really do think our bodies know what time it is. Anyway, so I kind of staggered into a shower, screaming in pain, got out of the shower, was trying not to take painkillers because apparently that affects how fit you get if you take painkillers, that it affects the muscles, um, yeah, the muscles, you know, because they're tearing through, they're tearing through, uh, mm. all the stuff is like building, and if you take anti-inflammatories or medication it actually makes it think there's something wrong so instead of getting that fitness and that durability you instead actually stunt it so you're not really supposed to take anything I did eventually take two muscle relaxants anyway I I I, I had like no money but I ordered Uber Eats and even the thought of walking up to my gate to get the the Uber Eats food was painful and I wasn't hungry. I was too traumatized to be hungry, but I was just, but you haven't eaten. And, and on the hike about, you know, six kilometers into this thing, when I was convinced that we'd already been hiking for 19 hours. And I mean, my, my smartwatch was telling me I, I'd walked, you know, 25 steps, thousand steps. So, you know, <laughs> I was just, someone is lying and you don't know where you are and that place is so in the middle of nowhere and you know you there's no shortcut there's just mountain you're just climbing mountains and uh, yeah I said I said to the group that I was hanging with and I said I think I'm a little bit dehydrated and this lady was just oh here's some mango strips and I was just I can't eat I, I can't eat I just have to so anyway I ate some food when I got home then I fell asleep for an hour, took a bath, ate a little bit more, went back to sleep. And then, yeah, Monday and Tuesday were rough. But Wednesday, I emerged like the phoenix I am. And uh, I was walking again and feeling amazing. 
my hiking club is 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 planning a weekend away trip in February, but oh, it's so expensive. So that's exciting. I'm hiking this weekend. Uh, I think I'm going to do the easy hike. I'm not going to do the hard hike. So I'm doing a Saturday morning hike this week. But if it's really chill, I'll speak to my hiking leader and then I'll ask him about, I'll ask him questions about Sunday. So who knows? Maybe we get to, we change critical whimsy to uh, hiking hiking pod or to spare Russell because his face looks a bit pained. He just looks bored. Um, but I know that some of you out there are really into this and my enthusiasm and we'll start a new secret podcast without Russell about hiking. And I mean, you know how hot I am right now for things called gators and walking sticks and compression socks these are the things that i think about now and it's just this uh i, I i'm alive right i love it so i'm good hey i'm 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 good i'm good i'm a little insane but i'm good a little bit <laughs> anyway russ what do you want to talk about today but we can talk about my hiking and my my sick <laughs> <laughs> my sick uh compression socks if you prefer I don't think I have too much to contribute towards that discussion. Uh, it's been a long time yeah. since I've done any hiking, and I never really had special equipment for it. So. It's a, it's not, a, it's, it's, it's not, it's a poor man's sport, which I appreciate. It's not actually uh, that expensive, you know. It's not, it's, it's not a cycling uh, sport, you know, something mm. like that. It's actually quite a poor. You know, things aren't that expensive. The, only, the most expensive thing is going to be your shoes, your hiking boots, and your backpack, I guess. Sorry, Russ, stop trying to get into our hiking club podcast. This is naughty, asking me sexy, naughty hiking practical questions, which you know now I can answer after going on one group hike in my entire life. <laughs> you know that I'm obsessive. Okay, what do you want to talk about this week <laughs> in Critical Whimsy? We well, get to have secret private hiking talks. Well, something that's um, come up for us was a sort of view on woke culture and the Eternals and all of that. Hmm. Okay, were quite, uh, do you want to... worked up about it at one do you point. Want to... Great. Um, do you want to talk a bit about our journey into woke? And uh, when was the first time you heard the, the the phrase and what it means to you? And yeah. Okay. I'm not sure when I first heard the phrase. But woke means being, for me, a bit socially aware, aware of rights of other people, what should and shouldn't be done. I tend to regard being woke as a good thing. I know a lot of people use it as an insult, meant to be dismissive. I don't know, what are your views on it? When did you first kind of learn the phrasing? Where did it become a relative, the important thing in your life? I probably learned the term from you when we started the podcast. Interesting. Yeah, I think something like that. I don't think I'd really come across it before. Yeah, I think for me, it was when the George Floyd thing happened. It was definitely during the hard lockdowns of 2020. Mm. That the No, 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 no. Actually, sorry. It was actually way before then because I got called woke 
uh, by someone end of 29. They said, you're hella woke. And I was just uh, kind of flattered at the time. But yeah. they actually meant it. They meant it nicely, but also meanly. And that's, you know, how it goes. So, no, it was. So it must have been Black Lives Matter, though. Mm. It wasn't. It, it was. It, George Floyd was 2020, though. Okay? I think so. Uh, this time has been such a blur. Mm. Maybe George Floyd was 2019. No, it was 2020, because I remember thinking that all Americans should wear masks saying, I can't breathe. <laughs> but I thought that was quite powerful, yo. But that was just my opinion, and someone's welcome to steal my excellent idea. So what does woke mean maybe to the you? Name of my hi- the, which is maybe the name of my hiking podcast. <laughs> also. All right. So, yeah, so that was kind of a little bit of my history with it. So I think it was Black Lives Matter, those movements. Mm. And it became kind of this thing initially where I noticed that a lot of the guys that I dated would say offensive things. And my understanding of wokeness was with without kind of studying it or YouTubing it or anything, it was initially a very kind of pure thing of it's people that so if a woman gets harassed by guys and and, and she says something in the situation where she kind of flirts the, at the guys. So she she doesn't show fear. Say this woman's walking home alone and she gets harassed by some guys. And instead of kind of screaming and, you know, trying to phone the police or panicking, she yeah. tries to normalize it. So she goes, oh, you know, you guys are great, but, you know, my boyfriend's really jealous. And she plays along. She's like, oh, you guys are so good looking, hey. But sorry, I only date billionaires. And then... So basically someone, and then, you know, she recounts the story to people and they go, why would you do that? Those guys were like druggies. They were going to rape you or whatever. And she was just, I know maybe I'm a terrible superficial person. And my understanding of those situations were that was a defense mechanism. That was her protecting herself. That was survival instincts. And I kind of thought that, so for me, the woke kind of concept came down to someone, and this was wrong, I think, but it was kind of the understanding of understanding bigotry, understanding fear, understanding all these things where people who were who were powerless, how they kind of try to make sense of things and try to write, and that people who just presumed okay well women say this and that in the me too movement and they're not genuine or it's a lie or not you know uh, or, or people who would say all lives matter they didn't understand how complicated things were and how that you know there was this kind of for me wokeness was empathy I guess in short nice way of putting it at this point, and over the past year, I think you were the one who uttered the fatal words in our interview, we're woke. Wokeness then became 
a very complicated issue in that, and this was basically during COVID times. I mean, it was happening before, but and it was under the Trump regime where basically if you were anti-Trump, if you believed that LGBTQ plus uh, issues mattered, if you believed that trans people were uh, human and deserved their rights and gay people should get married, then you will work. That was the surface thing. And if you weren't, a gay, if you weren't against those things, you were unwork. But then it became a very complicated thing where we had people then canceling. Cancel culture became a big part of work culture. And one of the things was the frustration to kind of attack celebrities. Uh, people got canceled because of things they'd said on Twitter 20 years ago. The Bachelor was someone I mentioned, the Chris Harris, you know, saying things, you know, so one of the things, I mean, the thing he got fired for was he said that one of the bachelorettes was had a had a I don't know a, a slavery party or something it wasn't a slavery party it was a ball gown thing but it was in their time slavery we would call it an apartheid party <laughs> I don't know mm. and you know it was very bad and in bad taste and he said well in 2018 or something you could do that it's a different time anyway he got he got fired basically for being insensitive and so people started to come out with um, comments about the woke army and woke hysteria and you know and then it became and then a lot of people started to bully and then a, there was a and, and one of the arguments came out that you could use it and then define yourself through it and 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 give yourself an identity through trying to be special that there was a lack of legitimacy to being woke and being part of the movement because you were ultimately a bully. Rask, you want to chat about this because I have given quite a lot of time to my thoughts and I have so many more. So classifying it as a woke bully and that is just sort of anti the whole movement, not necessarily the people, but it's an ad hominem argument, uh, trying to discredit the movement by discrediting the people. But I mean, people are bullies. The left, I mean, this, this the, 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 the biggest problem with the left and the right and the work and the anti-work is mm. the idea that then you like don't have bullies who are left and you don't have good people who are right. You know, that's, that is very, very, that is a huge problem because that is not how it works. No. You know, people are, We've been around people who who think they are better people than anti. They call them anti-vaxxers. They'll say, "Well, because I'm vaccinated, I'm a superior person to someone who's not vaccinated." And in the same line, they'll say a racist slur. And, and this is this is just human nature because it's just things you relate to that then makes you feel everyone thinks they're the good guy. I mean, the woke, the woke culture definitely has massive bullies and and people who give a lot of information that is absolutely nonsensical. Um, I mean, look at Demi Lovato. Yeah. No, look at Demi Lovato. 
for months and months and months, I was bringing her up on the podcast. Every time we had something, I would always use her as the not helping. What happened over November, December? I mean, after her last thing, which was don't call aliens, aliens call them UFOs. I'm now starting a reality show where I do um, a, a UFO um, analysis or some shit. And I mean, I even saw very famous um, people like Trevor Noah speaking about it and being really, everyone started off with this whole Demi Lovato, super talented and super great. But, you know, this is this is this thing she's saying. And she was saying, you know, that's bigoted and that's this. And then she was California sober. And then what happened? She was in a... Um, rehab mental institution over de a December again and a lot of the stuff because she jumped on the whole kind of woke army thing a lot of the stuff she was saying was absolute crap but because she was so powerful everyone was saying no I don't want to argue with her and then she becomes a dictator because people don't want to say you're really stupid uh, you, you're not helping our cause you know we're trying to be taken seriously as uh, for, for for very important very serious things here you know lgbtq yeah. is a big kind of work thing which is not because i don't want to say just like black lives matter that that implies that everyone who isn't woke is a racist that's also not true you know they just might be someone who just lives a life where they don't involve themselves and engage with things that don't matter to them you know they just aren't interested they're disinterested they're ignorant they're boring you know some people live in only what matters them which is in a kind of a scale of what happens up. so i mean she was actually and she has always been mentally ill and people were you know applauding her and making excuses and all the time she was ill and it just kind of so that's my example of it i mean how do you think the woke are not bullies do you do you, i mean what is your kind of well, i mean i guess some are, of them are but not necessarily all that sounds a little bit like the whole not all men argument which is ridiculous but um any group has its bullies i guess that doesn't discredit the whole movement though just because there are some bullies no of course of course and, and i mean i don't think i don't think anyone's saying that it's just that there's this bigger divide happening and also there's the extremes that both groups now pull on so the right's going to basically fetishize people who have really radical facial and bodily uh what is the word? You're, 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 that's, this is your industry. Uh, what is the word? Modification. Thank you. This is your, your game. This is your land. You know, they're, they're going to, they're going to go after people like who, who choose to be very, very, what is the word I want to use? Expressive. Radical. Yeah. Sorry. What did you say? I was going to go with expressive. I was going to say radical, yeah, radical, uh, very radical, very, a very kind of physically uh, evocative. And they kind of will then, you know, almost go after those and be, this is what you all are. Mm. You know, you are all 
very, very, you want attention. That's the kind of argument. You know, you don't do huge physical things and dye your, or paint your face blue or green and, and not want people to, you know, say, hey, you know, I, I yeah. see your luck. And that's their thing is that it's, a, it's an attention-grabbing thing, which I think is really, it's not great. They, they, they accuse the left of being very shouty and being internet um uh, on the internet very aggressive yet i my first experience of internet aggressions and trolls was from people who i guess you call the right though i don't even think the right would want them that's the thing is that we also go and put these predators and and really bad people because they might like guns mm. and then we put them and say well they're right or because they like tattoos then that's you know your gang and that and then and then everything falls on them and then the whole group is just a reflection of one individual so it's the extremities and i mean the left what they do is they go after like it's kind of a lot of the politicians who are in power who are kind of republican or right-leaning and then they go well this is what you all look like and then COVID, of course was completely uh, uh, politicized. And then everyone underneath that then also used that for their agendas and their, their, you know, things that they were going through. So I I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a, it's worrisome because we are trying to make people, we are trying to simplify other people and we are trying to use that as something we can climb up onto to make ourselves feel better about ourselves. And that's something I don't like. Isn't that just human nature, the way that we all go? Yeah, absolutely. But I also wonder that by my kind of, say, identifying as someone in the left, Mm I am then turning my back on potentially very interesting people that will challenge my my worldviews, that can teach me things, that are much more smarter and wiser and, and and better human beings because they do not follow a moral agenda that I follow, that I could end up, you know, only engaging with people that reflect my version of when it starts to become right and it's no longer just philosophy and I can't just play with it and and even be you know disagree with it then it becomes I become a very boring person you know I'm just look then I'm going to be like this dork who when I go out and I meet someone who's right I'm going to be so excited I'm going to have such a boner I'm going to be like oh let me just I'm so excited I'll think it's because they're bad and I'm good but really I'm just going to be like oh now I get to scream with them and be good and they're like going to be so excited to see me and we're actually just going to be so excited because there's an original person in my space and not just a bunch of wallies Mm. but I mean left and right they're political positions that's not necessarily moral positions you can be quite right-wing and not be racist, not be homophobic and transphobic. Yeah, that's what I said, yeah, earlier. Mm. Absolutely. There's an idea that because you aren't, then you become, and that's untrue, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Any other thoughts on it, Russ? 
I mean, let, let's discuss a little bit about the Eternals, because, I mean, that's what's kind of sparked a lot of this off. Uh, one of our yeah, big well, podcasts has been so empty the movie because it was just too woke in his mind. Okay, yeah, what do you kind of want to say about What do you think of the movie? What was What were your thoughts? Um, I thought it was a crap movie. I didn't enjoy it at all. So Not because of making the one character deaf because of um, shifting nationalities or races. I mean, none of that really fazed me. It was just badly directed, not very well acted. The action scenes were dull and boring and tended to all be resolved the same way. Some guy sweeping in from off the screen and fixing it suddenly. <laughs> but, I mean, it was a huge was, issue was... for him. Yeah, I was very upset um, when I watched it to hear that people were kind of, a lot of the internet and podcasters were kind of freaking out about it and saying, this is the woke movie. And I saw, you know, the stars of the movie saying, we're offending the right people, you know, Angelina Jolie mm. and uh, Kumal Patel, I think the guy, um, I think that's his name. I don't, Patal, I know that's his surname. Uh, that very carries, the, he was one of my favorite guys. Um, the one eternal, they were going, yeah, we we are we are upsetting the right people. Uh, completely and utterly igniting the stuff we've been talking about for the past mm. half an hour. You know, they were antagonizing it because they were saying, you know, yeah, work Twitter was now defending the movie and every, everyone else who was not work was against it. And it was a whole thing, and it's, you know, people just going absolutely berserk about how offensive and unrealistic <laughs> a work superhero movie is, even though it's not real, actually. <laughs> you know, that's so stupid. If you start pulling apart what's real and not real, you yeah. know, um, Batman's going to be in prison very quickly, you know. Uh <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck people are so stupid but anyway that was just you that was kind of the the whole a uh, beyond belief wasn't a guy who could fly and an alien living amongst us who wanted to be a journalist hmm. but the fact that someone in a wheelchair could have superpowers uh i'm sorry has anyone ever met mr glass or dr glass i think he is called the guy from Samuel Jackson from Unbreakable. Yeah. And that trilogy. Yeah, uh, so cool. Uh, <laughs> and he's been in a lot of... But I mean, he was a genius, masked but But anyway, it was just... It, it seemed to just get a... It got a reputation it didn't deserve. Because actually, it was a very dull <laughs> movie. And there was nothing... Absolutely nothing controversial. Uh, the, the deaf actress who played the death superhero. And, you know, that was kind of an issue for people, but no one seems to worry about Max Murdoch from Daredevil. Mm. He, he's blind. Are you serious? I, and I also, I do, so I do know there is, I'm not dismissing that there's nothing to be upset about because I know people, I know there is a bigotry and I know, and I'm not just kind of dismissing, I, I'm not dismissing people who say, that there is a 
there isn't a kind of a attack on the left and that there is racial and uh, human rights infractions and undertones to it because the fact that, I mean, Daredevil has never been questioned and it's been remade twice. You know what I mean? From a movie which was terrible mm. with Ben Affleck to a series that went on, that started a huge franchise of Netflix superhero movie shows. So don't, you know, Jeepers, I mean, those the, those series, yeah, they were coming out around the time the Avenger movies were coming out. They were massive. Uh, so don't, so, so, so no one should say that it's not real because the fact that they were suspending disbelief that a deaf person could be super fast and feel vibrations. I know that there is something going on, that there is a real attack on, you know, yeah. but at the same time, I just find it, I find it a little bit, so it starts off with people being hyster hysterical. They should have just been, yeah, that's quite a bad movie, hey? Mm. And moved on. But instead, it became, again, an issue not about how boring and how long it was, but about how it was so woke and unrealistic, the supernatural science fiction movie. Uh, and then it became, you know, about that and how mad it was and how Hollywood's so woke and Hollywood's so left. And then it ended up being this whole thing where then the actors were, well, you're just saying that because it's you're you're evil you're a baddie and that just irritates me because i'm just can everyone calm down and realize it's such a shitty movie yeah i think a lot of the arguments against it and against the work thing were only because the uh, angelina jolie and other guys name i can't remember went well if you don't support it you're anti-woke and i think that just fed the fires about the whole thing but I mean, you yeah, were quite really... you were considering stopping listening to um, your favorite podcast because of it. I yeah, I was very I was very irritated by like a lot of people who hadn't um, kind of actually watched this terrible movie, who were kind of just listening to the internet, knowing also full well that a lot of I mean, I do think those celebrities are manipulating it to try and increase its box office. Mm. They're trying to challenge people. They're trying to, it's almost like, I feel like they're gaslighting people by saying, if you don't do this, you're not woke. You're, 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 we're, we're upsetting the right people. And actually, you know, people, yeah, it just goes to show how powerful it is that people, you know, who work in the industry go, you know, wow, this is a woke movement. I was very excited to see what a woke superhero uh, movie looked like. I still haven't watched one. Uh, you know, so that sucks. I, I I don't really, yeah, I don't think so. I, I kind of thought Catwoman, I mean, this is the most controversial thing we've said today, but I actually think Catwoman's Hellberry with uh, Shannon Stone had a lot of, a lot to say about a, a female empowerment. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I think that was pretty work. And, you know, on that note, I'm not even allowed to talk for the rest of the podcast because this will turn people off me forever. I just want to throw that out. Controversial topic. <laughs> well, I think we're pretty much close to the end of the podcast anyway. So. so so it's the end of the road if we don't hear from me again. I got murdered for saying, well, you know what? If you don't like Catwoman, then 
you are a misogynist. So there, I can also play that game. <laughs> nice. Nice. Russ, where can people find us? What info do you have for us all? Cool. So we're on Facebook. Just search for Chronicle Whimsy. Got a page. You can drop us a DM or a wall post. Or you can email us, criticalwhimsy at gmail.com. However you choose to, let us know what you think, what you'd like to hear us talk about. Any questions you awesome. have? Yeah, it was really important for us to start off with this because we're going to obviously explore. This was kind of our heading for where we're going to go in the next few weeks. So I say that. And whenever I make a sweeping statement in the podcast, we don't do that thing. And we go in a completely different opposite direction the next week. So I should stop saying that. But it was important. I kind of thought, you know, before we kind of start delving into all these things, we need to kind of analyze the beginning, you know. Yeah, so a little bit of a framework to work off of. Exactly. So cool. Now everyone understands where they are and that they have to love Catwoman. Uh, yeah, I guess that if I'm still alive from my uh, work hikes and work observations on Catwoman, I, I guess I'll see you all next week. Until we meet again, I'm Kath and Critically. And I'm Russell. Be whimsical. <laughs>